Hello and welcome to Unlock Your Vitality with Magali on a Journey. I'm your host, Magali Matthew. Here we cover all things vitality, that is living full of energy. From gut health to spirituality, nutrition to movement, we peel back the layers and unlock ways to heal and feel our best selves, one conscious habit at a time. Stick around, let's dive on in. I'm so excited you're here. Hello everybody and welcome to another episode of the show. I'm so excited to be speaking with you. It's been a little while since we've done a solo. Um, So yeah, I'm really excited today to kind of catch you up on a lot of different things that's been going on. If you're signed up to my newsletter, you'll already know some of these updates. I'm sitting in my couch seeing the beautiful sunshine on Friday right now. You'll hear this in a little less than a week. Before we get started, I wanted to share that on June 17th, if you're in the Bay Area, we are hosting a beautiful event. It's going to be in one of my favorite locations. It's actually where we hosted our uh, celebration after our civil wedding. And so it's actually almost a year after. On June 17th, we're going to be having a women's gathering There will be some yoga. We're also going to be doing Reiki. I'm hosting it with my friend Mel, who is currently getting her Reiki certification. So we'll be together doing Reiki. Uh, We're also going to be vision boarding the fact that we're halfway through the year. It's a beautiful opportunity to kind of reflect on what's happened over the last six months and uh, decide what we want to move forward. And we're going to have a big focus on the solar plexus energy. So really coming into the power of who we are, working on self-confidence, self-love, really coming into our power and creating what we want to create in this world. So I hope you'll join us. It's on June 17. Tickets are $35. If you hear this, you can use the code VITALITY, all caps, for $5 off. I can't wait to see you. I hope you will join us. All right, so let's get started. First, I would love to hear any feedback. I hope you're loving the different guests that I've had on, but I'm loving this kind of tempo of having three guests and then a solo and then three guests and then a solo. I hope that you're getting to learn from the different guests that I'm bringing on. They all have very different perspectives and yeah, really trying to figure out ways that can help you unlock your vitality, understanding the different modalities that can help you, understanding the different things that you're healing. But if you are looking to work on something specific, if there is a topic that you really want to look into, definitely let me know. The next couple are super exciting. My sister's going to be here. We recorded it while she was visiting. It was so much fun. She talks about something that a lot of you have brought up, which is this big question of career ambitions as women and the process of becoming a mother and what that means. And then we also talk about her fertility journey and a bunch of other things. You'll love that episode. Got a couple other really exciting ones around skin wellness and the rest will come trickling in little by little but make sure you're following at unlock your vitality podcast on instagram just launch that and i'm super super excited other updates i 
shared a few newsletters ago, I had the most magical experience in the plane on my way to New York City a few weeks ago in giving Reiki to a little boy. Basically, I'll add in the show notes the newsletter, but to give you a little preview, it was just, you know, one of those moments where you just feel like you're doing exactly what you're meant to be doing and that you're really on the right path. If you know me, you know that like in groups and, you know, with people I know, I'm not shy at all. But in terms of with strangers or I don't know, at airports, like I'm not the first one to talk to somebody in line and make friends. I, yeah, I kind of keep to myself. I'm like, I observe. I think often I say that I'm introverted, extroverted because I'm super extroverted in groups that I know, but a lot more introverted in in a new situation. I like kind of sit back and observe. I was in this plane going to New York City and I was sitting in a window seat and this boy, this little boy was just screaming, screaming, screaming. And there was a moment where I was watching a show with headphones on. So I like turn the volume up and then my hands start really warming up and burning which I knew was the Reiki energy. And there are possibilities and ways that you can uh, give Reiki to a distance. Maybe you've had that experience before. It's part of the Reiki modality that I've played with the least. And so I'm not as comfortable with it, but I was like, okay, let me do this from my seat. Let me just send him some Reiki and help him calm down. And then it just wasn't working. And I was like, okay, I feel like I need to go and you know, really help him. Like my whole body was telling me, you need to go and do this. And it felt so overwhelming. And I don't know, like I was so nervous and I was like, this woman is going to think I'm crazy that I'm coming to her and telling her like, Hey, I'm going to do Reiki to your kid. And, and so I said, okay, if there's one more big scream, if this child screams another really big loud scream, I will go. And also to give you kind of context in terms of how people around were reacting, the plane was starting to, like everybody in the plane was starting to get really frustrated and and really show it, which it's so interesting because, you know, it's not this mom's or this child's fault. I always find it interesting when people get really annoyed and frustrated and angry. And I guess it kind of reflects what's going on within them. But the woman who was sitting at the aisle of my row was working and she was like super intensely typing and like working away, working away, working away. And you could tell that every time there was like a little bit louder and a scream, it was just like frustrating every little fiber in her. And she was like, oh, and she would type faster and like bang her thing. And so there was a lot of tension being created around in the plane. Like I really think, no, not think. It's not like I was thinking with my head. It was just a body knowing, inner knowing, and my full, yeah, everything in me being like, you just need to go and give Reiki. So eventually I asked if I could get up to, you know, the person in the middle seat in the aisle and I I got up and then I approached this woman and, you know, I'm like, hi, how are you? Are you okay? And I, poor lady, she like thought that, you know, every person the plane was just judging her and so frustrated that she looked at me being like yeah I'm okay like what's wrong with you she didn't say those words she actually said yes I'm fine he just didn't get a nap and he's exhausted and I totally had so much empathy and compassion for her because I just you know 
I'm not a mom yet, but I can just understand the situation of the frustration. So I told her like, I'm a Reiki practitioner and I was wondering if you would be okay if I give Reiki to your child, just it might help him calm down. And she looks at me and I think I had the assumption that people know what Reiki is. And I was like, we're, you know, flying from San Francisco to New York. Like surely she's heard of it. And she looked at me like, you're going to do what? Like you're a what? (laughs) And so I explained in, you know, short amount of time what Reiki is, that it's, you know, a hands-on healing practice. And it's really just an opportunity for me to hone in on some energy and help him relax and calm down. And she was like, I mean, honestly, at this point, like do I'll, yes, like I'll do anything. And so I asked, you know, the little boy, I was like, hi, what's your name? And he starts like kicking me and screaming even louder. At this point, I'm kneeling in the aisle. So, you know, everybody's like people who are like wanting to go to the bathroom and stuff are just like kind of stuck because I'm kneeling very focused and sharing my attention or giving all my attention to this child. And he starts like kicking me and stuff. And I was, that's when imposter syndrome started kicking in. And I was like, oh my God, did I make this even worse? Is this not a good idea? So I love the hands-on healing of Reiki, like actually placing my hands on the different parts. And so I try to, I asked the mom, of course, if it was okay. And him, like, can I place my hands on your back? And he was screaming and I was, and the mom was like, yeah, yeah, just go for it. Um, but Reiki can also be passed through Like you don't actually have to touch the body part. You can just hover over it. And so I start kind of hovering over his back and, you know, doing my thing. And it was amazing to see the fact that kids, you know, their veil and barriers are so much lighter. Like when I do Reiki in a session with an adult, it takes time for somebody to be able to let go and for somebody to be able to like really tune in to it. It took maybe 30 seconds for him to start little by little calming down and then eventually really calming down. And then he placed his head on the armrest and his mom started like playing with his hair and he reached out for her to hold his hand. And oh, it was so beautiful just to see how this small act of energy can really, really help somebody. And Uh, The mom was asking me like, what is this? What are you doing to him? Like she was kind of amazed and very grateful. And so then I kind of finished. It didn't last that long. And then on my way back, a few people asked me like, what did you say to him? Like, what did you do? And I was just like, oh, I didn't do anything. It was, you know, the Reiki energy and kind of explaining to a few people. And it was like, hmm, maybe there's a few seeds that were planted that day on that plane for people to know more about Reiki. The thing that really impacted me is I got to my seat and at first I like started trying to just play my show back and I couldn't and I started crying very like soft tears of just feeling so grateful and so aligned for what I'm living and for what is calling me and listening to that. I think the biggest lesson out of that situation was that my intuition was speaking to me so loud and that I really listened. And it also really moved me in terms of the impact that it had because this is the kind of work that I want to be doing, you know, helping a distressed child calm down 
is beautiful and it's simple and it's accessible and yeah, it just feels like it really matters. And so that was such a beautiful, beautiful reminder of the power of this practice. And I cannot wait because in July, I'm going to be, end of July, I think, I'm going to be doing my next level, um, which is called the Master Reiki Training, which will be really exciting because with that, I'll be able to delve just a lot deeper into the practice. And then if I ever want to teach, um, I also have that opportunity, which for now, that's not necessarily calling me, but it's interesting to know that. So that's a little bit about my, yeah, crazy Reiki adventure and just a beautiful ride to New York City to hang out with one of my besties and have a girls weekend. Another big thing that has been happening lately that I shared on social media and in last week's newsletter is um, I, you guys know I've been on this journey of trying to figure out how to be better at saying no. And I keep getting tested on this. (laughs) And specifically, I keep getting tested on it um, in my relationship and in finding the words to say no to working with my husband and his company. So Memorial Day weekend, um, basically spent the weekend prepping for his company his first camping like big big summer camping trip uh with you know the schools that he works with and it was so intense I did a lot of the preparation in terms of the food and the pre-cooking and I was completely exhausted I didn't do the things that I wanted to do for myself it's also a weekend right and yes I'm very lucky that I have a flexible schedule but it means not really having a break and yeah, it was really tough. And at one point he looks at me and he was like, you feel, you look like overworked. Like, is this really hard? And his question made me ponder on it. And it made me realize that it's not that it's necessarily hard work. It's that I don't want to be doing it. And there is a part of me that really struggles to admit this because of the way that my emotional attachment is and the way that I've been brought up and the things that I, you know, often, um, let go of my own inner knowing and my own wanting to create or to make certain decisions because I am aware of what other people's needs are. And it's like also a little bit of a people pleasing tendency. And then what happened is that this week, so he's like, in this camp, he has very little reception. It's like, you know, one 30-second voice note a day or like three text messages. Like, you, ha- he has to walk 15 to 20 minutes out to get service. So an exception kind of thing. And, you know, I'm totally cool with that. Like, I'm very used to that and it's um, all good. The thing that happened, though, is there was one night where they're like, they were a bit short on something in terms of food. So he kind of gave me that feedback Instead of me being able to be there for my husband and, you know, receive his stress and be like, I'm so sorry, what's going on? And just be there as a partner. I had my hat of like, oh my God, part of it is my fault. 
I just saw so clearly the need for a separation. I've known this for a long time. I love doing the things that I'm doing, that I'm building, and I'm so happy for him with the things that he's building. And I want us to be able to be there for each other. And we're so supportive and like each other's biggest cheerleaders in so many ways. It could have created a conflict pretty easily. And it was so interesting to see that and to understand the importance of each doing our own thing. And I think the biggest reason is to not start being resentful of each other. And it might seem very like, obvious to a lot of you who don't who aren't at all in the same line of work as your partners or like have never worked together or anything like that there is also opportunities that you can work in the same line of work or in the same things and still be so totally separate and but there is this yeah a need of that separation of reliance on each other and so that was a pretty big realization and it feels really good to have done that and um, to be handing over and helping create that that handover with the new people taking these parts of what I was doing and helping over and delegating and and it's also you know it's the beginning it makes sense that it's taken us time to figure it out we're both starting so new in our first year of being married. It's almost been a year since our civil wedding because it was at the end of June, June 27th. And our um, wedding in France was in August. So it's very exciting. We're almost there. And it's also insanely scary how fast time goes. I cannot believe it. Speaking of time, we're officially in June, which means that we're halfway through the year. And I find that this is just a beautiful time to go back to whether you set different goals for the beginning of the year, or maybe you had a word of the year. You know, how did it play in throughout your year? How has it been reflecting and manifesting? And how has it not? And is there anything you can do to change that? for me really see my word of the year is intuition and I can really really see why it needed to be and I'm still working on it I think you guys know I've had a complicated bloated journey and if you don't go back to the first episodes uh, we talk a lot about that and then if you're interested in gut health at all and in finding practical tools to healing listen to the episode with Lohan, I think it's episode six or seven, who, yeah, we go over a lot of amazing tips, but I'm still in the process of figuring a lot of the things out for my health and for my gut. And so it has been a journey and one that I'm connecting a lot more to the way that I'm feeling and to what's going on emotionally from within one of the goals I had this year was to run a half marathon and I'm a little over a month away, which I cannot believe. <laughs> Actually, it's kind of scary saying that out loud. So I ran a, marath- a half marathon every year from 2016 to 2019. 2020, I was supposed to run another one in March and so started training. Sorry, I was supposed to run another one in August and so started training at the beginning of March, just like getting back into running after 
I had a lot of travels for work that year, January through basically just before the pandemic. And I remember going to a session and seeing Cindy and being like, yeah, everything's closed and canceled. So my half marathon is canceled. And she was like, oh, I'm so glad. Like your body is in such need to replenish. And that was March, 2020. And I didn't actually realize that I was burnt out until November, really December, 2020. So I was at like kind of in the middle of the eye of the storm in that phase. Um, And so I didn't run any distance longer than like a 5k, but honestly I would run like three, four kilometers max, like a two mile run here and there because I was just really, really, really burnt out. And I went to a lot of you know, slower healing modalities for my body in terms of movement. So I did a lot of yoga. I did Pilates. I would still do like hit workouts here and there, but, you know, smaller times, like 15, 20 minutes. And I was just not in a place where running was accessible and possible. And recently I've been feeling so much better and healthier and having a lot more energy. And so I've been wanting to push myself uh, to do that again. And it's been really exciting. It's also been really humbling because my last half marathon, I ran in a time of 2.02. And so the first one I ever ran was like, I don't know, two hours and 30 minutes or something. And then from there, it was like 2.06, 2.04, 2.02, like so close to the under two hour mark, which is a goal that I always wanted. And so when I started training again, that was my expectation. I was like, oh yeah, yeah, I'm going to be, you know, at the same pace and I'm going to do a two under two hour. And then I was served a lot of humble pie (laughs) and realized that there's no way, and I'm definitely not going to hit that goal. I mean, never say never. There's still, I'm still, I guess only halfway, a little over halfway the training. Uh, and I had horrible COVID in beginning of May, end of April. It was really, really intense. I didn't think that this thing was still a thing, (laughs) but I went to a conference and I guess got it there and I was really, really sick. And so that took me out and coming back to running after that has been pretty tough. Actually, it's shown me that This time it's really different. It's really about the process. It's really about coming back into my body, getting healthy again, pushing myself in a way that feels manageable and healthy, not in a way that feels depleting and connecting to my body and listening to my body in order to do that. Um, The other things that I've been doing is really replenishing. So whether it's with minerals and electrolytes, Uh, to make sure that I'm really extra hydrated or, you know, with the right amount of protein. And that has really made a huge difference. I also was vegetarian when I used to run those distances. And it was three years ago, you know, I was younger, um, could take things in a different way pre all this burnout and everything. And so I guess the thing that's been interesting though is, going through it this time, it's just made me realize 
so many things that I just wasn't connected to for these years. Like, it's kind of scary how much I'm realizing how disconnected to myself I was in these moments of just, you know, survival, go, 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 needing to continue to push because otherwise I wasn't going to make it. And there was so much riding on it and so many people waiting and waiting's not the right word but counting on me and at the end of the day I put so much pressure on myself so much pressure on myself so yeah it's been beautiful to have a lot of these reflections and I feel really grateful to have you along in my journey thank you so much for yeah, just being a part of this community, um, sharing and reflecting back what resonates with you and also what doesn't, where you are in your journey. I think the reason to share stories and to tell what's going on and the only reason I'm personally doing this is because I think that it can really help when you hear somebody else's story reflect on your own and how you're doing and it's also great reminders of like hey it's the you know middle of the year have you done your reflections and have you just taken a time to pause and kind of ask yourself a few questions and tune into the things that have happened like it's already six months of the year it's huge and we're also you know gearing up for the summer what are the things that maybe are coming up and you're excited about and you're getting to be a part of and yeah I just think it's always beautiful to take the time to pause so I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode I cannot wait to hopefully see some of you on June 17th in the Bay Area for this beautiful event and if you are enjoying this podcast please 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 take a few moments to rate and review um it really really helps just other people find out about the show and i'm so grateful for you have a beautiful week and i'll talk to you next week bye